We are very encouraged to hear what God is doing through City Life to change lives. If you have a story to share of how City Life has impacted you, please let us know at story at citylifecenter.org. Welcome to the City Life Podcast. Our desire is to make Jesus known. We pray that these messages will help equip you to become a follower of Jesus who is empowered to influence and shape culture. Enjoy the message. Today is a little different. I'm sharing a message entitled The Believer's Path. Now, what's interesting and I would say quite unique about this message, and this is the only message that we have like this, is that um, I actually recorded just a slightly different version of this uh, this message with our video team that came over to my house several weeks ago and, uh, and we recorded this and we have this up now so that this message will become at our church beginning today really an immediate tool that we will be able to put into the hands of anyone who says I'm newly committing my life to Jesus or someone who's made a commitment to serve God and, um, and it's really all about next steps in the believer's path it's about it's about what to do and and what to expect in your walk with god now what motivates this well several things but but one is this um our church may not be the largest church in town but our church is very very blessed blessed in a unique way because almost every sunday in this church someone gives their life to Jesus Christ and sometimes six seven eight people will give their lives to Christ by raising their hand and saying I, I want to receive Christ and, and praying a prayer of repentance and dedication to Jesus and we see that as a we, that's a blessing from God that we're able to take people over into an eternal life so really for all of us though it's actually critical that every single one of us take in this message that I'm teaching today and i'm going to answer some questions basically about the believer's path and i'm going to ask some questions that some of you you may have been asking even if you've especially if you've recently given your life to christ and the one big question is what just happened to me oh what what am i experiencing what's going on well if you are experiencing the beginning of this new life in Christ, what's happening is, is this new life is going to take you down a new pathway. And I call that pathway, I call it the believer's path. And see, as you follow Jesus, as you follow Christ, you're going to find yourself not on a physical journey, but on a spiritual journey down this believer's path. In fact, the prophet Isaiah, he, he said it well. He said, the path of the righteous is level. O upright one, you make the way of the righteous smooth and you have ahead of you a journey of a lifetime and it's really an adventure of a lifetime uh, you gave your life to Christ and you've made an amazing decision but but the decision that you made is so much more than just saying well I'm turning over a new leaf or, or I'm doing this so I can try to become a better person because really that that's not it what, what you did is you asked God the one who created you to give you a brand new heart. That's what you did. And when God changes our heart, we also call our heart our spirit. So a lot of times we'll say your spirit, this, your spirit, that, that's our heart, our spirit. When you do that, there will also be some outward changes that will happen as well. 
Jesus actually describes what happens here in us as being born again. Some of you guys have heard that terminology, being born again. It's recorded for us in the book of John, chapter number three, where this, uh, this little story of this very well-respected man, he was a religious man, and, and he came up to Jesus uh, one night, and, and, and again, please understand, this is a deeply spiritual man, he did a lot of good works, uh, he was a part of a lot of great causes in the community, but he came to Jesus and he said, what do I need to do? to make sure that I'm going to be in eternity, that I'm going to have eternal life, that I'm, that I'm going to live forever. <laughs> and I love the way Jesus responded because he didn't respond the way most people say, think that, that religion is, is, a, is set up for. Jesus responded very different. And it's what I like. And that's what's right. Because Jesus didn't say, well, I think you need to do some more volunteer service in your community. Although I'm into that, very much so. He didn't say that. He didn't say you need to pursue more causes and just really, really go for it. I mean, he didn't say you need to start wearing cross jewelry around your neck and carrying like a big, big, huge Bible. No. Here's what Jesus told him. Look. So Jesus told the religious man, no one will see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. So I want to take a few moments and I want to talk about what it means to be born again since that is the critical item. Preston mentioned a few moments ago about this man by the name of the Apostle Paul, and Paul was this man who killed Christians. Uh, he murdered them. Later on, though, he was radically transformed on the inside and, and eventually became one of the best-known Christians, the best-known missionaries in the early church. And he, In fact, he wrote more books in the New Testament than anyone else. And he has a lot to say about this because he experienced an incredible, radical transformation and a new birth. But, but several years after Jesus had died and had risen and gone back into heaven, the Apostle Paul wrote these words in 2 Corinthians 5.17. He said, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Now, I believe Paul spoke those words from his own personal experience because this man was radically transformed and changed of course he didn't you don't see that change on the outside uh, in fact when people saw paul later on after he had become a christian they, they they saw him and they ran and hid because oh no there's that guy who murders christians i'm gonna hide from him because he'll kill me <laughs> he'll take me off to prison or something like that so they, they he looked like the same guy but he was radically transformed on the inside and so the change that happens is there it's a new spirit. So when you're born again, God gives you a new heart, a new spirit. Now there are outward actions that begin to change afterward, just like it did with, with Paul. But the immediate change happens on the inside. And slowly then things do begin to change on the outside. Now, now some of the changes that will happen on the outside in your life, that some of them will come very easily. Some of them will just be very quickly and immediately just like, wow, I'll be able to make these changes. And the truth is, though, there are other areas of your life that do not change so easily. And that's one of the things that we can encourage you with on Sundays here. As some of you, you may have grown up in church and you may have done a lot of good things and you, uh, you may have even been just living this really good life and doing all, a lot of good things. But I just want to tell you, none of those things will give you eternal life. None of those things will get you into eternity. 
There's no amount of good things that you can do to get you into heaven. It's impossible. Only one thing matters. Have you been born again? Do you have a new heart? Do you have a new spirit inside? And since you have asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins, then what you've actually done is you've requested the Holy Spirit to now come and abide in your life, in your body. So your spirit is a new creation with God living inside. Wherever you go, you're carrying God now. <laughs> so you've been transformed on the inside. In fact, that's why a lot of you, when you, when you pray that prayer, you feel like this huge load of bricks is just lifted off your shoulders <laughs> because your spirit and your heart is made new, brand new. Your sins, they're forgiven. And what I, what I love about it, it's not just forgiven, but forgotten by God. Can God forget things? Not can he, he does. God intentionally forgets things and he cannot draw them back into his memory again. And those are sins that are forgiven. Sometimes people say, well, you know, I, I know God forgave me, but boy, I know he still remembers it. And every time he looks at me, he's like, boy, you sure were bad a few years ago. I don't know about you. No, he doesn't. He can't see it. It's gone. He can breathe easier now. In fact, I like that, that the, uh, it's very interesting that the word spirit in its original language in the Bible literally means breath. So God's spirit has transformed your spirit, breath. It's like, it's like you're in this oxygen chamber of pure air and there's absolutely no more pollution in your spirit. It's really quite amazing. But even though you've been permanently changed on the inside, which is the spirit and your heart, there will be times that you'll stumble and you'll fall. You will make mistakes and you'll sin. But please know this, is that God cares about you and loves you deeply. Not if you do, but when you do. In the Bible, I love it because the apostle John, he tells us these words and look at it. He says this on 1 John 1, 9. If we confess, confess means with our mouths, we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness it's a cause and effect if you'll take a look at that scripture so it takes action on our part he, he took the original action jesus gave his life for us so he took a step and we take a step forward by saying i want my sins forgiven i want to make you the lord of my life and we verbally confess our sins and then jesus just simply does the rest but again being a christian does not mean that you will never again sin or that you'll never again mistakes okay quite to the contrary you will sin and you will make mistakes but the good news is that when you make those mistakes Jesus is going to be right there with you and for you to pick you up again. That's one of the things I love about what we believe. It's also one of the things I love about our congregation, City Life. You know, if you sin, you make a mistake, we're not going to reject you, no. We're actually going to encourage you. We're going to help pull you up. We're going to point you back to Jesus because Jesus is the one who heals and restores and forgives when you ask. And that's the way the church works. That's the way God works. I have three sons, and I've had the privilege of seeing each of my boys uh, take their first steps. And, and as babies, they didn't have great balance. 
Um, they had trouble judging distances, and, and their knees couldn't hold them up all the time. But, but it was fun because when I, when I was home, and, and uh, I, I would make a point of, of, of kind of jumping into the middle of it. You know, it's like, oh, Rebecca, I know you had these kids for a while, but I, I kind of like to be in the middle of this, this thing of, of the kids starting to walk. And, and, and when, when the boys would start to walk and they would fall, I mean, I loved it because I, I would just rush over there, dad, the father, rush over there and help pick them up love them and encourage them and you can do it you can do it <laughs> yeah, Preston was the only one who did that part but but uh <laughs> but eventually they began walking just fine I was there to pick them up but I, I remember something interesting though later on when we had a larger family a third son came along Ian now when he was learning to walk it's interesting because he had family and his brothers would then come rush over to help him up when he fell also. So it is as a new or baby Christian when you fall and make some mistakes and you crash and burn and <laughs> know that God your Father is there right there with you to help you back up and your spiritual brothers and sisters will rush in to help too. All you have to do is, is, is reach out. That's all you have to do. You reach out to Father God by praying, saying, God, help me. Asking Him, forgive me of my sin. And then reach out to your spiritual brothers and sisters. And it's okay around here to say, I'm hurting, I'm going through some pain, and I've messed up. It's okay to do that. And God is not there to condemn you in those times. Just be sincere and repent and ask Him to forgive you of your sins, nor will your church condemn you. Because at City Life, no one here is better than anyone else. We're just on different places in our journey of following Christ. That's what I love about our church. There might be some of you here, though, this morning, and you're not quite sure if you've been born again. And I, wanna, I just want to pause right in the middle of this talk to give you the, the uh, opportunity to pray a prayer and this prayer will help you to be sure that Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins, has given you a new spirit and a new heart. And so I'm just take this moment right now and ask everyone, will you just close your eyes and focus internally? Will you do that with me? If you're not sure that you've been born again, or maybe if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, maybe you've drifted from your relationship with God, you want a fresh start with Jesus, I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray with me. And and if that's you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand when I count to three, just like I do every Sunday, so that I can see your hand, connect my faith with yours, and then we can pray together. If that's you, you want to be born again today, you want to make things right with Jesus, just lift your hand. One, two, three. Lift your hand for me, please. Thank you. Who else? fantastic and put your hands down if you raised your hand I want you along with everyone else in this congregation of believers to pray these words with me come on let's just pray it right now dear Jesus thank you for dying for my sins I believe you're the son of God please forgive my sins today I give up my past and I embrace the future that you have for me today I'm born again my sin is forgiven, and I'm on the believer's path. In Jesus' name, amen. Paul says this. He said, if you confess with your mouth 
Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Jesus is Lord. Uh, do we have to say those exact words? Well, we basically said that when we say Jesus, we put you in charge of our lives. Because that means you're, you're the God of my life. You're in charge, you know. He's the boss of you. Remember, remember when you were a little kid and you would sell someone else? You're not the boss of me. You remember that? Yeah, yeah that's kind of fun. You're not the boss of me. Who do you think you are? You're not the boss of me. Well, this is basically saying, Jesus, you're the boss of me. How's that? So if you'll say, hey, Jesus, you're the boss of me, and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, then you're saved. <laughs> it, it says you will be saved, not maybe, maybe or conditionally or, or after God thinks about it for a while. No, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, you're saved. You're born again. Congratulations. Now, there's another question that's asked quite often, though, is, well, what about my feelings? What about my emotions here? And I think that's actually one of the most common questions that a new follower of Jesus will ask because he'll say, well, if I'm a new creation, then why is it that sometimes I don't feel like I'm saved? Why don't I sometimes feel like I'm a Christian? You guys experience that, right? Right? No one ever experiences that. You better, all, all of you are lying right now because we do that. <laughs> Here's the deal. Sometimes feelings deceive us. Uh, the reason is because we're relying on our physical senses. In the physical world, we have our basic senses of, of sight, touch, smell, hearing, and, and, uh, and, and that's how we experience the world. But God is not physical. No, God is spirit. So the way we relate to God can't be based upon our feelings and our emotions because there are going to be times when you will definitely feel God's presence around you. I mean, it will be like you can just reach out and touch God. There'll be other times when you won't feel a thing in the world. You're going to wake up in the morning and you go, where is God? I think he's busy over in Paris or something like that. I don't know. You're going to feel like he's a million miles away. And especially you may feel like this if, if you've sinned, you've done something wrong. But remember this, God will never leave you nor forsake you. And for some of you, that's what you need to take out of this message right here, right today. It's that right there. He's not going to leave you. He's not, even if you've done something wrong, even if you feel like you're all alone, it's in those times when you pray a prayer to God, like this, where you just said, God, I, I may not feel you, but I know you're here. I know you love me, and I know you care for me. And, and if I've sinned, God, know that I will confess my sin. I'm confessing it to you, and that you're going to be right here to forgive me and pick me right back up again. So we don't have to understand everything about God or even feel like we know everything about God for him to be with us or for God to love us. Now, most of you have a car, right? But very few of you, maybe with the exception of Alex over there, but, but most of you, very few of you would know exactly how the car works with every little detail, right? Basically, here's what you know. You get in the car, you put some gas in there, you turn on the key, every once in a while you change the oil and, and you deal with, the, you take it to the shop and one of those lights go a little bit crazy. You know it's going to start and, and then and it's going to propel you to your destination. But you don't have to know about every single little component of the car and how it functions in order to use it and for it to take you down the path, the road, right? Now, as a new believer, Sometimes a lot of people feel like, well, like, I have to know everything about God. I have to know and understand. And because if I don't know and understand everything about God, then how can I serve him? How can I follow him? I say, well, the, the Bible is just so big and, and I don't even understand all of it. I mean, how can I possibly live for God every day? I haven't even read all of the Bible. Well, 
here's the good news. You don't have to know everything about God. You don't have to know everything about the Bible to be a follower of Jesus. Just like you don't have to know everything about the car that you're going to get in in just a few moments in order to operate it and get, it, get you to your destination. Just because you don't know everything about God does not mean he doesn't love you. It does not mean he hasn't forgiven you and that he doesn't care or he doesn't want you to follow him. See, this is important. It's not information that saves us. It's actually the transformation of our spirit. So there are three big important truths that I want to share with you re regarding following Jesus. And here's the first one. Emotions are not always reality. Let's just get that down. That is really, really important. They will, your emotions are going to lie to you, all right? You might feel like he's with you, um, or sometimes you're going to feel like he's not. Don't trust your emotions. Second is God's word is kind of like life's GPS. So you have faith in the Word of God, which is the Bible, just like you have faith in your GPS, except it's much better than your GPS, because I know sometimes your GPS takes you down weird routes, and reroutes, 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 you know. <laughs> um, but you do have faith in your GPS, because most of us use it these days, and it, it, you know that it's basically going to get you there the best way. And you have faith in that, just like Paul says, we live by faith, not by sight. And we actually increase our faith when we receive teaching, when we read the scripture, we get into the Bible, God's word, it is so important. Uh, the, uh, the scripture says is that his word is a lamp to our feet and it's a light to our path. So it illuminates the believer's path. It's going to illuminate the path you're, you're walking down so that you don't have to kind of walk around blindly trying to figure out what to do next. And that's why you re uh, memorize, you read, you speak God's word so that it will become the GPS of your life. And a third thing is that God wants to have a relationship with you. In fact, there are a couple of ways that will make this work really well for you. A couple of things that, that I encourage every believer to do. And one is prayer. Now, I define prayer very, very succinctly and simply. Prayer is conversing with God. I want you to think about it as a conversation. It's the, it's the ability to have a conversation, though, with the one who literally created you and the rest of the world. You can see, man, this is, this is an incredible privilege to be able to pray. Another component of relationship with God is worship. Worship is expressing love toward God. It's about getting attention off ourselves and how imperfect we are and on God and how wonderful He is. In fact, one of the ways that we worship God is by singing to Him. You know, Christianity is a singing faith. We are. Uh, it's just a part of who we are. In fact, there's a whole book in the Bible right in the middle. It's called Psalms. And all of these are songs that were written thousands of years ago. And we don't have the musical notes anymore, but we still have the poetry that goes with them. So we can add whatever music we want to them. And in fact, I encourage you, you want just read Psalm 100. It's just, you'll, you'll see how singing and music is just a part of our faith. Now, now, there are some people, though, that when they come to City Life, they'll say, well, I just want to come for the message. I just want to hear the sermon. I want to hear that guy talk. And, and so, so some people will just uh, intentionally show up late. And, and, but, but I just want to say that we shouldn't do that. Don't, don't say, well, I don't need the music part because you're actually missing out in a huge way. You're, you're really cheating yourself. I said, well, you don't understand, Pastor. I don't sing very well, and, and I have a bad voice, and I sing wrong notes, and I, can't, I, don't, I sing the wrong words even though they're up there because you know, I, I'm dyslexic. I read them backwards or whatever. I, you know, I don't want to be embarrassed. Well, the nice thing is, is our production team intentionally sets the volume level in this auditorium at a specific level so that everyone can sing, unless you're singing real loud, you know, like that. Then uh, folks around you aren't going to hear you sing. But God is, and you're getting it out. 
Nobody's going to hear your wrong notes. But we need actually the emotional expression that comes from singing thanks to God. And if we don't, your heart begins to shrivel. It begins to shrink. Any of you guys remember the Grinch? His heart was two sizes too small. So you guys have all seen the movie. You're so good. You're so good. You see, we don't want to have a small, shrunken heart. You don't want to live on Mount Crumpet or whatever that is. <laughs> guys, hey, is that the name of the mountain? I think it is. Thank you. Yes. I love that. I, I love the old and the new Grinch movie. You know, but you can't be a Christian just, you can't really grow as a Christian just on the messages alone. We need worship also. That's actually why we design our worship services the way we do because worship and prayer are actually part of our relationship with God. They fuel and they increase that relationship. And I want that for you. I want that for me. Well, Another question is, what else should I do? So you've given your life to Christ. I understand some of this stuff now, so what else should I do? Well, well, first thing you should do is be baptized in water. And this actually follows the example of Jesus. He was baptized in water, so we should as well. See, water baptism, is a, it's, it's an outward expression of an inward decision that we made to follow Jesus. And Jesus even commands his followers to be baptized in water. And you might say, well, what's the meaning of water baptism? Well, it actually illustrates Jesus' burial and resurrection. See, it's basically like this. Jesus was alive, then he died and went under the ground, and he rose again coming out of the ground. Water baptism also illustrates your new life as a Christian. The Apostle Paul says this. He says, when anyone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. The old life or the old person has passed away, and the new life has begun. So the, the old life passes away, so you bury it. It's, it's symbolically buried in the water. They say, well, when should I be baptized? Well, today, <laughs> really, as, as soon as possible. But, uh, but uh, in the book of Acts, it says that the people, when they came to Jesus, they, they were baptized on that very day. And we're, we're baptizing people in water tonight at our City Life night event. And, and if you want to be baptized in water, just mark your Connect card. And, and someone will be contacting you this afternoon, and you'll be able to, to uh, be baptized tonight. And just come tonight. Finally, I want, to, I want us to answer this last question. And is there a spiritual growth pathway for me to follow? And, and I'll just tell you something as a pastor. This is probably one of the most asked questions that, that I hear. Uh, it was a... It's, it's something that, that a lot of people are asking. I need to know what my next step is. Um, and the answer is yes, we do have that. Uh, see, first of all, God has a plan for you to grow spiritually, but also we have worked diligently to make it as simple as possible for you. And we simply call it next steps. So here's what I'd like you to do. This is an interactive part. I'd like for you to grab two things. Uh, they were already put on your seats today. One is your Connect card. If for some reason, you already turned one in. Just kind of look at one that's next to you or something. But one is your Connect card, and the other is the Round Next Steps card. Hold those two things, because I want to talk you through some things here, okay? This is really hands-on right now, literally. I want you to look at that Connect card first. Look at the back of the Connect card. Now, we put this here a few months ago because this illustrates some very simple next steps for you. First of all, if you're new to faith, three things to do. Three things. 
One is just to keep coming. In fact, I, I just say, if you give your life to Christ, I want you just to be here every Sunday, you know, no matter what, for the next six months and watch what happens. Just commit. Just say, I'm going to commit to be here. A second is to read the scriptures. I've already talked about that. You know, get a Bible. Download a Bible app. They're all free. And a third is to be baptized in water. And again, you can use the card you're holding to register for that right now. Step number two, here's another step, is, is, is maybe you're new to church altogether and you're new to city life. So, so what do I do? Well, attend partnership. In fact, next Sunday, I would love to have lunch with you after the 1130 service and learn, uh, learn about city life, learn our story, discover how you can partner with us. And, and really, the people who come to partnership, they're the ones who will say, yeah, Tim, I, I want you to be my pastor. I want to be your pastor. So I want you to come to partnership next Sunday. You can register for that right there on that card too. See, we're trying to make it as simple as possible for you to f- move forward. Another one is to find a connect group. So you get your market card, go to connect. This is where you discover your family within the family. And the next one is, is to begin serving. In fact, right now there are about 60 different people who serve on Sundays to make these services happen. Everything from children's ministries to the platform to you know everything that happens, all of our s- greeting. It's... And really just taking, doing something right in here will help get you started. So we try to keep that in front of everybody every Sunday right there. Some basic things to start off with. And it's basically just as simple as saying, I'm in, I'm in. Now, what we've also done, though, is we have created something on this round card. I want you to pull this out and take a look at this. Talk to you about it for just a second. This is our next steps card. Uh, a little bit of history here. We began designing this about two years ago. It, it literally took us two years to release it because we went through so many different changes. We wanted to make sure that we were saying it right and doing the right things. And that we really had all the things covered that needed to be here. Now, this is not something that was thrown together. It's not something like, well, we found it on the Internet. <laughs> it is now, but it's, it's there for someone else to steal. But a lot of thought and prayer. <laughs> and they do. People like to do that. But that's okay. A lot of thought and prayer went into this. And, and let me just tell you something, guys. I'm actually very serious about this. Here's why. Because scriptures tell me that I have a responsibility as a pastor, and it's found in the Bible, I have a responsibility to equip you to do the work of the ministry. The Bible does not say that I'm supposed to do all the ministry. It says, actually, I'm supposed to equip you, and I will be judged by God as to whether I did that or not. Do you see that? So you see how, like, okay, my feet are to the fire on this thing. I'm going to do it. And so the team and I, we've put this together. And basically... What we wanted to do is to simplify and customize City Life's next steps so that anyone, regardless of whether it's your first time here or you're, maybe you're not even sure you're a follower of Jesus, to a person who was with, here, with us here at the City Life grand opening on September 11, 2011, or maybe someone who's been following Jesus for 40 years. Now take a look at it. It's designed as a wheel, um, and, and it, it follows kind of a natural sequence. It's just kind of a natural sequence there. But the neat thing is, is you can jump into any place on the wheel because we don't always operate in a linear fashion. That's why it's circular. In fact, uh, you, you, you ever been to a shopping mall and, and you try to figure out where you are and you go to the big map on the wall and it says, you are here? I love those because I always know where in the world am I? I get so confused in those places. I love that you are here dots. And so you can kind of go to that center, the next steps, and, and just say, okay, that you are here. So what's your next step? Well, what do you need to do? Be informed, involved, you know, what, what, which one? And then just go up to the, to the outside and you'll find one of these you can jump into. So really you can jump into any of them. Um, because we're all different. And I know we're, we're all different. We're, we're designed different. 
Now, if you'll notice, right here in the center, just outside the next steps part, there are five sections that are noted uh, on the center of the card. They're represented by the different colors. I call these the five ends of city life. You know, the five ends. You want to be in, so here's what to do. And, uh, and the first one, I want you to look, turn, turn your card to where it says informed, and you're kind of looking at that at the top. Uh, uh, this is where we start. And it involves four items, and the four items are simply this. Uh, commit to Sunday church. Uh, next one is fill out a connect card. That's a, way, that's a simple way just to let me know you're here and, and begin a relationship. The next is to be baptized in water. Again, if you've never been meaningfully baptized in water since you began following Jesus, then go ahead and do that. We don't require that you have to be baptized in this church. No, no, we don't. But, but if you've not been meaningfully baptized since you began following Jesus, then please do. The fourth area is to attend partnership. It's where you discover who City Life is and how you can be a part. Next partnership lunch is next Sunday, seven days from today. And we'll be getting hungry for it right about this time next week. Now, many of you, you've already taken these four steps. And they're foundational. And, you know, in fact, you can even get, look, you can even get a pen out right now. And you can just kind of check some of these off. And, and here's another thing to do. Some of you, as we're going through here, you're going to need to put a star by some of them saying, this is where I want, this is the next step I need to take. So use it. It's interactive. It's your own piece of paper here. Use it. Um, now, I'd like for us to shift over just a little bit. Turn it over to where involved is at the top. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Roll it over. Now, here is how to be involved it's uh three different areas one is a connect group which is finding your family within the family uh, the next is alpha alpha what it is it's a series of sessions where you discover jesus and your purpose for your life and in fact if those of you who are with us at the holy spirit workshop on saturday you were that was actually part of alpha you were you you did a, a chunk of alpha right there but uh but alpha is held on sunday evenings right now with colby he leads it not this sunday evening but but every other sunday evening you're doing it all summer long but you can jump in at any place in alpha and we should all go through that i encourage everyone in fact all the leaders everyone's going through alpha um Another is the City Life app. Now, why do we put that on there? He says, well, it's, it, it's because we've designed the City Life app. Again, a lot of intention has gone into this. We've designed the City Life app to make it simple, church life to be as simple as possible. You can register for, for events. You can give. You can have access to our media, to our podcasts, our teaching, and everything, and, and just so much more. Uh, so look at those three in, in the red. And which of those steps have you taken or which are you in right now or which do you need to do? And so you can mark it off right now. Now spin it over just a little bit to the next area. This is the greenish blue aqua section. One time I wore a tie that color to church back when I used to, when I used to be a staff pastor and it was so bright. My senior pastor said, get that tie off. You can't wear that tie. It's too bright. <laughs> I just remembered it when I saw it. I thought, I'll never wear that color again. I got in trouble that day. I wouldn't do that to anyone around here. I don't know why I told you the story, but the color reminded me. It's a flashback, okay? I'm ADD. All right, so we have three different areas in here. <laughs> I'm still wounded to this day over that color, all right? Uh, uh, three, three different colors there. Uh, three, I mean, three different items there. One is generosity, which is the giving of your tithes and your offerings. You know, are you a tither? Are you giving your tithes and your offerings? The next is serving. Uh, where you make yourself available to serve because volunteers actually make this ministry function. And the next is City Life Night. City Life Night is important to us. It's part of our culture here because it's all about equipping and empowering the local church. It's a very, uh, it's a high energetic uh, type of environment and we hold City Life Night a few times each year, tonight being one of them. So which of these are you participating in and which of these next steps can you take now? Okay, now turn the wheel just a little bit further. 
go over to this next part. There are two parts there in the silver, which is inviting. Very, two very simple steps. And it's about inviting other people to experience what you're experiencing and the life and the love and the power of Jesus. It's sharing what God's doing in your life. And we, we actually provide two very simple methods. One is invite cards. Those are located at the exits. Sometimes we distribute them during services. Grab a few, invite your friends and, and, uh, and other folks to, to church. Uh, and write a message on the back of the card. They're designed for you to use. N- another is social media. And uh, it's, it's actually very important in today's culture because you can share City Life posts on face- Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. You can check into City Life on Yelp or, or Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and invite people to the events and activities. Some people, like somebody rarely will check in on Sunday mornings and put a little quote from the message and, and leave that on their, maybe like their Facebook profile. And, and, and I, I've found that many people actually come to City Life. This is interesting. Some of you may be here as a result of this. Many people come to City Life because they saw a friend post it on social media and they say, hey, that looks interesting. I want to come to your church. And they came and they've given their lives to Jesus Christ. It actually happens. It does. And finally, there is the gold section, and this is influencing. And this is really for those of you who have been around for a while. You're looking to engage at a deeper level. But this is your card to keep. I want you to keep this card, all right? Um, Identify your next steps and do them. Understand this. I'm not going to push you to do any of this. We're going to encourage you to, but you identify your next steps. And here are the basic steps to follow if you're wanting to engage at a deeper level. Again, why are we doing this? Tim, why are you taking the time to say this, talk about this today? Well, we're providing simple, actionable steps to develop followers of Jesus Christ who are going to influence and impact culture. This, my friend, is all about making Jesus known. Hey, guys, this is your church. This is your church. This is also a church that's on a mission. I'll tell you, I am not interested in, a pa- in pastoring a church that simply is here just to exist and take up space. That's not me. Anybody you've hung around me, you know that. See, we are called to impact culture. We are called to heal and restore lives. We are called to make a difference in this world. And, and you might say, yeah, I pick up trash and make a difference. Well, I do too. You know, if I see trash, I pick it up and I make a difference. And I do Trash Tuesdays in Fort Worth. But you know what? That doesn't make an eternal difference. This church is here to make an eternal difference right here in the heart of the city. This is your church. I want us to engage with what God is doing among us. Grow. Take your next steps. And watch what God will do in you and through you. I'd like for us right now to close in prayer. God, I thank you so much that you give us strategies like this so that we can know the next steps we need to be taking. God, you've not called any of us just to stand still, but Lord, you've called us to walk down a path, this pathway of following you, the believer's path. God, thank you, Lord, that you're showing us these next steps, even that we can do, even right here within the local church, it's going to help us to grow and be stronger and more, more, uh, more effective so that we can influence and change culture, which is what we're called to do. God, I, I pray, Lord, that you'll just speak right now to people in this room regarding one, two, maybe even three important next steps to take. Just put it on the hearts right now, God. 
Put it on hearts right now. In fact, if God's speaking to you about some next steps, you, know, you need to mark this card before you go and take it home. Put it somewhere. And Lord, I thank you, God, that you're using this to develop us and to, to shape us and to grow us. But I thank you, God, that as a result of what happens in us, that this community and this world is going to be different in the days to come because of the influence of the Holy Spirit working and flowing through us. We ask you to continue to do it and continue to grow us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. City Life is able to continue making Jesus known through the consistent investments of many. If you would like to invest financially into the vision, you can do so at citylifecenter.org. Simply select the giving option that works best for you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from City Life Church. You can stay connected through Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday.